to be or not to be? This is the question you should be asking yourself. This is not a, this is not a, um, a question to be answered lightly. Um, this is a question with vast significance to you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. What are you being right now? I've said before that you are a human being, not a human doing. What this really means is that your life is not necessarily about what you are doing, but what you are being right now. I've talked about it before in the episode that I did. Every act is act of self-definition or something like this. I talked about how a lot of people go through life trying to do things in order to be something. If I do the thing called loving, I'll be the thing called loved or happy or belonging to somebody, whatever it is, right? And, of course, I talked about how by doing it in this way, you end up becoming more attached than you would ordinarily be. So, to be or not to be, this is the question. That you must ask yourself. What are you being right now? What do you notice? And what are you being right now? And uh, what is that, right? Of course, the problem is a lot of people don't know what they're being. Um, They don't know if they're being patient or impatient, tolerant or intolerant. Or if they do, it's in a very sort of... I notice it for a second and then I complain about it in my head kind of thing. Um... I'm sure the beingness takes over you rather than you letting the beingness happen as it is and then sitting with it for 10 to 15 seconds right I've thought about this as well so what are you being right now how does how did that come about things like this um this is not about the world around you. Many people like to make this mistake where it's like, oh, well, my pa- my impatience or intolerance or annoyance comes about because other people, other people are annoying and they're doing annoying things. And this kind of thing. But it's not, it's not really about the other person. In your mind, it's about the other person, but it's about the rule that's being broken. You're within your own rule book when it comes to this person. That's what you need to become aware of. You need to become aware of the rules within your rule book. 
that are being broken, not only by others, but by you, things like this, right? You know, for instance, a small example is if you have a cat, you'd want that cat to come to you and pet you and so you can pet it, but you wouldn't want it to scratch you. You wouldn't want it to piss on your couch or knock over your drink or whatever it is. That's, that's an example of your rule book. In your rule book, a cat should ha behave in a specific kind of way. And the specific kind of way that you set up within your own mind system. And that's what's being violated. So in that sense, it is about the other person, but only in a very sort of general way. A lot of it has more to do with your rule book than this person. And one of the things I've come to understand, and it's something I'm still working through, is that when it comes to your rule book, what it has, when you have to learn how to do is to make it about you and not about the other person. Because, you know, because other people are going to disappoint your rule book. They're going to violate your rules. They're going to make your rule book irrelevant to you because they're going to be doing things differently for whatever reason. Um, and we'll probably get into why that is in other episodes in the future because there's a lot to go into there. But this rule book that you have is it's keeping you from seeing this. It's keeping you from seeing how this is working, why this works the way it does, things like this. Because it's all about because if you have a rule book, right, and this is how this works, right? If you have a rule book and not only is it about you, it's about other people. The way to, that your mind protects you from this is to have these absolutes like right and wrong. This is a protection mechanism of your mind. <clears throat> And so, to kind of to kind of uh, deal with the violations from your rule book, your mind goes, "Oh, this must be wrong. This must be right." This kind of thing, and it creates these stories around, like, "Oh, well, this is wrong for this reason. This is wrong for that reason. Whatever it is." When really, that has more to do with your particular rule book then it does have to do with those re reasons reasons might be in the rule book but it's about the rule book itself yeah. that you have and you can spend years justifying 
your position. But in the end, at the end of the day, it's all about your particular rule book. It's all about it's all about how your rule book works. This kind of thing. Um. <clears throat> There's a lot to go into with this one, actually, because when you're unsure of, you know, sometimes it's it's not even about your rulebook. Sometimes what happens as well is somebody is trying to enforce their own, their own rulebook upon you, and you have to become aware of what's happening. Before you become ensnared within that trap. Um, and so, why this has to, what this has to do with being is being to be or not to be is. Is because because you will be trapped. You'll be stuck. Um, because you're not able to really see what's happening here. So, like, I think I continued where I was at, but if not, it doesn't really matter. It's close enough. Anyways, um, so an example is. Like, imagine something happens, somebody does something, your rule book is is showing you, oh, this violates one of your rules. You know, this is all happening implicitly, right? You get annoyed or impatient or whatever. <clears throat> you get annoyed, let's say, or frustrated. And, and then you feel justified for being this way because... Especially when you start speaking about it in your head, like, oh, how dare this person do this? Like, I told him not to, or whatever. Um, it becomes a sort of vicious cycle of right, wrong, right, wrong, good, bad, good, bad, happiness, sadness, happiness, sadness, happiness, anger, happiness, whatever it is. Um, Is the attachment that's what the attachment is attachment resistance attachment resistance attachment resistance um you know you're attached to something which is where your rule book comes in and then you resist whatever violates that rule book Sometimes you can resist the attachment if you think the attachment is wrong, according to your rule book, whatever it is, right? <laughs> or like sex, or whatever it is. And so, the way out of this is awareness. It's always going to be awareness, I think. Because, why is this happening? What's causing this to happen? To me, the answer is unawareness. 
you're unaware of the hellish cycle this is playing on your life. You're aware of the misery, you're aware of the annoyances and the tiny little frustrations and this kind of thing. But you're unaware of why this is happening. And you're you're just like, oh, this is life. This is just how life works. Life sucks and this kind of thing. And so you become trapped. You become more and more trapped every day the more you don't see this. You know, life isn't fair, this kind of thing. Just like... You could almost call it... I don't, I don't know how to call it this, but you could almost call it an excuse of the mind. Um... Life isn't fair. Life just sucks. You know, reality is, you know, whatever it is, right? It's a dog eat dog world. Whatever it is, you just excuse. There's a couple of reasons why people say this, right? Number one, I think, is it's just excuse. Um, because it's easier to say that than to actually realize what's what's actually happening to you when you're doing this. Why is this happening? Number two, it's said to excuse the behaviors themselves that you or others might be engaging in, that you might like this person. They're doing these things, and you're like, oh, well, that's that, that's just life. Life isn't fair, this kind of thing. I mean, it's true, technically, to a certain extent, that life isn't not fair, but it doesn't mean that you can't add a little bit of fairness here uh, into your life now and then. You know, this is this is your life. How do you <clears throat> propose you live it, right? Um, life sucks. Well, why why does life suck? What is actually going on in your mind to make you believe this? Uh, this kind of thing, right? And so you have to become aware. Of your world book and how that's controlling what you're seeing. Your view is now skewed in a certain direction over other directions. And so because of that, you're unable to. Well, there's and, and so because of that, there's a lot of um, things that cause this, right? The stuckness of your mind and body becomes very heavy. It becomes very hard to move the mind from this position, right? Number two is it, it becomes very hard to see reality as it actually is because you're seeing it from this warped perspective because the because you see all these rule book violations everywhere, this kind of thing. And so the... Mind becomes your trap. It becomes your hell. Because you're not able or willing to see your way out of it. Um, well, partly that's because nobody's taught you to do this. And partly it's because 
I think secretly the mind likes this kind of it because it keeps the mind in power in a lot of ways and there's a lot of deep fear of the unknown and so if you were to actually like become aware of doing this and stop yourself and take a new path your mind is afraid of the unknown what might happen this kind of thing and so we'll keep you from doing this like oh you're you're just naive you're not really aware of what's actually happening this kind of thing and so One way to kind of notice the rule book is something that I've, I've read from the nonviolent communication understandings is this idea of observing your feelings and needs. This is kind of what, what this is to me is kind of very similar, but it's, I think what's different is that the needs become like absolute necessities in the sense to where like this thing happens and you become aware it's almost like you automatically narrow only to one option like oh this is just bad and this is just annoying and this is just wrong it shouldn't exist this kind of thing because of the rule book. Your particular rule book is based in this kind of thing. And it would be one thing if you had a rule book just for yourself, but your rule book is about everything. Like, People should be this way, but not this way. Life around me should be this way, but not that way. And only this particular way, right? Um, Depending on how strict your rule book is. And so this is kind of like one of those shadow aspects of spiral dynamic stage blue that you're not aware of within yourself. Um, You might go deeper into that in another episode, but... The problem starts to happen when you don't see this happening. You're unaware of what's happening. Because this is not necessarily a problem in itself, if you are actually aware of what's going on. But if you're not aware of what's actually going on here, you're going to be deluded. You're going to be... Unable to really see what's happening here when this is happening. Uh. And so you won't really see the results of the happening when it happens. And so this is why I've always emphasized inner experience over outer results. Because... Most people's problems have very little to do with outer results. I mean, sure, you might want more money for in life because, you know, things you might want are things you might need to pay, bills over, off of whatever. 
you're sure you might want this thing because it might help you in this particular way, this kind of thing. You know, sure you might want somebody to not be angry at you for whatever reason, but I'd say most of those things would be manageable if you dare to become aware of inner experience. You dare to become aware of how your rule book destroys your inner experience makes it lesser than it was and then make a new decision based on that. And the more you're doing, the, the more you do that, the more you're able to become fluid. This is what fluidity is. This is how fluidity works. Our, our minds can be more fluid than you can imagine. But they're not because we have all these rule books. This shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. Thou shalt not. Whatever. And there is sort of degrees, I suppose, where it's not even honestly more of a law book. It's like, not only thou shalt, this shouldn't happen, this kind of thing, kind of thing, but it's also like, I need this thing not to happen. This is a necessity, uh, this kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so this is why I say this to be or not to be. This is the question. What are you feeling? What are you being right now? What is your emotional state? What is your mental state? Why? What's causing this? Look to your rule book. You know, basically, your rule book is your book of necessities, things that you need to happen, like, for instance, if you notice that it's quiet and then something loud happens, a loud noise, and it continues and continues, one of your rules within this rule book is, I need it to be quiet, but not too quiet, right, because if it's too quiet, you might be like, oh, I'm bored, I need something, you know, Stimulation, you know, quiet but not too quiet, right? So the way to become aware of your rule book is to become aware of your emotions, particularly your negative emotions. Um. We can talk about questioning those later, but a lot of this has more to do with realizing what's happening. It's not it's not about the world around you. Most people think that the problems that they that the problems are the world around them. But most of your problems have to do with the rule book about the world around you. There is a very vast difference there.
It doesn't mean that your rulebook is wrong. It's only partially complete. You're, you're missing the rulebook itself in a lot of ways when you're looking at the world. You're looking at, it, at the world through the eyes of your rulebook. If that makes any sense. Um, I don't know how long this episode is going to end up being. This last one that I did was pretty long too. But this is something that's important to become aware of. So, it's radical. So, there is one thing you can actually try and do. And this is very radical to do. And it's basically, you know, like we've been talking about. But going, getting more direct into what we've been talking about in this episode. Basically, the most radical thing you can do is, if you notice... What's going on? It's my damn phone. Other phone. <laughs> um, I mean, in that call, sorry, fuckers. I think it's a spammy call. Um, I'll call him later if it's somebody important. Anyways, <laughs> and so what's really radical is. Instead of doing what people normally do, what we normally do as humans, which is judge others and blame others for things they do, things like this, what we do instead is we look inside and real and, and uh, instead of blaming others, like oh, but they did this to me and they did that, you realize that all that's coming from your rule book. From your meaning book, your book of morals, your book of uh, reality. You know, I've talked about this thing before. It's called the mirror effect. I call it this because what you are is a mirror, and that mirror is affected by. So imagine it this way, right? So you're seeing things through, you can only see things through your eyes. You can only understand things through your own understandings. You can't understand things through other people's understandings. You can try, you can kind of get a glimpse perhaps, but it's not going to be quite the same. It's going to be flawed in some way. There's probably almost a guarantee of this. And while there are some common denominators, <clears throat> I would say most people um, are in that situation. And there's there's extremes to this where you can go well, that and so because of that, nobody can actually know anything about anybody else. And if they do, it's it's flawed, it's incomplete, you know, this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I used to believe that. I think there's some truth to that, actually, because I, I do think that there is a level of awareness that you have to reach to kind of 
see a little bit be beyond the mirror effect by kind of going meta on it and this kind of thing. But most people aren't doing that because they aren't able to. They're not aware of what's going on within themselves. And so the radical thing to do is to never look to others for problems or needs. You realize that all of this is coming from you. All of this is coming from inside. But that's radical for a couple of reasons, right? Number one is it violates your own rule book. Like, oh, all the problems are out there somewhere. Or all the dramas are somewhere else. All the dumb people are somewhere else. All the people who are liars, grifters, this kind of thing, are somewhere else. They're not in me. I'm not a liar. I'm not a, you know, this kind of thing. Uh of course, it depends on certain moods. If you're in a different mood, it's more sad or whatever. You might be like, oh, I'm such a liar. I'm such a grifter. I'm such a failure or whatever. But in other moods, you'd be like, oh, I'm not a liar. Other people are the liars and this kind of thing. In many cases, right? Because your rule book is, is not, it's not complete. Because it's not, you're not aware of it. You're not aware of how it's working in you. It's, you're not aware of what it's doing in you, this kind of thing. This is why I like awareness so much. Seriously, like, you cannot underestimate what awareness can do for you. You can become so fucking intelligent so quickly by just becoming aware of what's happening. You can try to, and, and, and trying to interpret that based on what awareness is seeing, not based on what your emotions are saying, not based on what your story is saying. Your story and emotions and, and experiences in this kind of way can be included, but only in a sort of meta sense, like you have to become aware of how they might be influencing you, why, what's going on here, this kind of thing. It's, it's more about like the facts concerning this in a lot of ways, rather than the emotions themselves. The emotions, you can become aware of this as well, but in a, by doing that, you're not doing it to translate reality. You're doing it to slowly slow down the emotion you know, by becoming aware of it for like 10, 15, 20 seconds without thinking about it without judging it without you know agreeing with it disagreeing with it you can actually start to slow the emotion down a little bit more anyways it's a diff just a different episode we've, we've already talked about this and uh, so the radical thing to, to start to do is To realize, to, to not blame anyone else. To not make it about other people. And, you know, I already know there's going to be objections to this. Like, oh, but David, people do do bad things to me. Like, they hurt me. They, you know, whatever it is. It's like, well, yes, but why, why is this? It's not about the other person. It's about how, how this how your rule book was violated in this 
particular way. It's not about the other person. It's about you, your responses to them. You have to be very clear about this because otherwise you're going to be spending your whole life in a foggy cloud and you're not really going to be able to see anything. You're going to be confused. You're going to be like, why is life such horrible? Why is life so horrible? Why can't I get a break? And this kind of thing. Right. And sure, we would all like things to be better, right? We'd all like to have more money. We'd all like to have more time, less problems, this kind of thing. But a lot of that's not the same thing as struggling over this. The struggling over this is what I'm talking about. You're always going to have problems. You're always going to have something. The difference between a problem and the struggle over the problem is the problem you can handle, the problem maybe you can do something about. But the struggle over the problem is... I mean, you can do something about this as well, but you probably won't because it serves the rule book. The rule book is controlling you rather than you being able to control and make sense of it. And so that's why you're in a place of doing this. It's all about doing things. Like, oh, this person didn't do this thing for me. And, you know, they they said they were going to do this, but they didn't. You know, like, they should keep their promises. It's all about doing this because part of that is survival, right? Because if you don't do certain things, like uh, harvest or whatever, you won't be able to eat whatever it is, right? Most a lot of it also has to do with your rule book. Your rule book isn't about how you're being, it's what you're doing. Like, oh, do this, don't do that, do that, don't do this, whatever it is, right? And so everything is judged based on this metric. You know, oftentimes when people say be a good boy, what they mean is do the things we want you to do, like, oh, don't be mean, don't shout at somebody else, don't bite your brother, and those those rules are fine with themselves, but it, but the problem is that you're misunderstanding the differences between being and doing, and so because of that, we've created this culture of control, where now the goal is pure obedience you know like a parent will be like oh do this for me do this do this do this of course the child is going to be rebel rebel because what is the soul this is something that's a bit abstract to understand but like the soul is unlimited eternal and free it's it's unlimited it's free and so it, it doesn't want to be restrained by somebody else's wor- wor- words and rules. It wants to have its own ru- rules, or at least what you could call guidelines, which are not necessarily rules, like in this absolute sense, like you better not do this, but like do this because this is going to help you do this, whatever. Um, and so it's going to rebel. It's going to try to keep itself from being restrained. 
And so somebody's going to beat that out of you in a non-physical sense, or perhaps even a physical sense, by going like, you're a bad boy. You're not getting this ice cream, you know, this kind of thing. It's reward for, it's punishment meant for reward. The reward is, if you're a good boy, you'll get all these goodies, you'll get, you'll get our love. But that's control. It's always been control. And there's nothing wrong with it to a certain extent, as long as it's not. Because, you know, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to say that this is, like, absolutely incorrect. I think there's a time for that, but you have to be very careful about when you're doing that and how much you're doing this and why. Um, you know, if it's a constant practice for you with your child, you're probably going to be having a, a child that's very repressed and he's going to be unable to really do anything effective. Um, for himself, you know, it's so funny to me how we think that we are a culture of freedom in the United States, but we're really not. That's not actually true. I mean, it is like spirit, the spirit of the constitution is freedom and this kind of thing, but a lot of the culture kind of goes against this spirit. Of freedom. It's a more of a culture of obedience. Like do what I say, do as I say, not as I do. This kind of thing, right? But what does that teach your children? It teaches them that <clears throat> words seem to matter more than actions. It teaches them a lot of things, honestly, and a lot of those things you might not be, want to be teaching those teaching to your children. Um, you know, I was talking about this with some people, and I'm, like I said, I'm not a parent, so I'm not saying this is absolutely wrong. This honestly depends on you and how extreme you want to go with this, but I was talking about this with some friends of mine that are, are, are actually parents about, we were talking about Santa Claus and I was pointing out that, like, if you are telling these white lies, and they seem like harmless lies, right? Like, oh, Santa Claus is real. If you leave out these milk and cookies, he's going to eat them, and he's going to give you presents, right? There's nothing that seems harmless and innocent until you realize that when they find out Santa is not real, their entire world is going to be destroyed for, I mean, for a time, right? Um, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we treat children as if they're children and not as if they're going to be little adults later on. And so we kind of mistreat them in this way. I think it's, it's really... Like... Yeah, you ever seen adults talk to children? It's like they're talking to a dog. Like, hi, how are you? It's like, what are you doing? She's not a dog. She's a child. She's a little bitty human. She's aware. Um, I mean, it's one thing to do that when they're babies. I think that's kind of different because, like, 
I think they like sound and, and they're kind of like interested in what's happening around them more. And because they're like, what is happening? What's this? What's that? You know, but you know, once they're growing up, once they're at a certain age, I think doing this is kind of, I mean, I'm talking like two or three, like three is like where they start to build, create more cognizance it's not there yet but it's like starting and so if you you're still treating them like this you know they're gonna they're gonna be like you know they're gonna have this inferiority mindset things like this right and so they're gonna be there's a lot of things we can go into with this honestly it's something that i thought, thought about a little bit because it's really insidious but going back to what I was saying, we don't have culture of freedom in a lot of ways. We have a culture of obedience. And of course, the soul rebels. Because the soul is freedom. You rebel because you are freedom. Um, that's why you rebel against your own rule book. Your rule book says, oh, you shouldn't eat this sugar. Um, sugar is bad. You know, It's wrong to eat meat. You shouldn't eat meat. And then you rebel against that. Because you are freedom. That's what freedom is. It's not limited by these little bitty, itty bitty rules that like are very surface level. Now... That doesn't necessarily mean you have no rules or no. Honestly, I wouldn't use word rules. It doesn't mean you have no guidelines. But guidelines to me are different than rules. Principles and, and guidelines are very different than rules, right? Now, a principle is basically a little nugget of wisdom wrapped into a, a, a bow. Now you can deliver that bow to people like, oh, a, a good principle is. Don't be mean to people. Um, now, people have morals about this. Like, don't be mean to people. And then you ask them why. It's like, well, because I'd want them to be nice. Being nice is better because Jesus said so. Or because, you know, I don't want them to be offended. Whatever it is, right? But a principle would be like, well, if you're mean to somebody... They can be mean back. They can do all kinds of things to you. And that can foster a, a lot of meanness within the population. Now, there's one interesting uh, kind of idea or guidepost that, that I find very interesting, which is that whatever this you're thinking of doing, what would happen if everyone did it? Right? And so... For being mean, what would happen if everyone started to do it? You know, everybody would be mean. Nobody would be able to connect with anybody else. It would be a, a complete disaster. Um, it's an interesting sort of guideline for how you would deal with certain things. Even even with things that I do m most of the time, like like isolation, like... What would happen if most people isolated themselves, right? They would, there'd be less communities, there'd be less communication and this kind of thing, right? So you have this kind of 
fast and loose uh, rule, if you want to call it that, or guideline for uh, some word I'd use. Saying, basically, that says, like, well, what if everybody else did what you're doing or planning to do? What would happen? Of course, you, you may not know the answer every single time, but I think in most cases you would have the answer very quickly. Um, especially for very obvious things, right? What would happen if everybody started being violent, right? It would be chaos. Nobody would probably survive within a year. You might be like, well, everybody else is violent. It's like, well, actually, that's not true. Even considering all the violence that's happening within the country, the violence is like, I think violent offenders is like, what, what probably like 1% of 1% of 1% of the population. It's probably very small um, relative to the actual violence that's happening. The problem usually isn't violent people. The problem is that people people who are violent are repeat offenders of violence. Um, usually that's where a lot of this crime comes from. That's another episode. Anyways, um, so it's because of this rule book, a lot of it is about what you're doing. And so there's rules about everything. Like, oh, you must love me in this particular way. Oh, I must be this particular way to be seen as a good person or to be seen as somebody who's likable. Or, oh, I must look this person a certain way so that I can get hired by this company. I must be packaged in a certain way. Like, I have to be the package, not the person. You know, this kind of thing. Um, and so... You have to become aware of what your rule book is and how that's manipulating you into this kind of mindset. <clears throat> this is why it's really important to have this mindset where you're like, well, what if none of this is about other people? It's about myself. That means that all the blaming that I'm doing, all the annoyances that I have are not about the other person. It's about me. Like, not necessarily in a direct way, like, I'm the one that's doing the thing that's annoying. But in a sort of less direct way, like, well, what is the annoyance coming from? It's coming from something in my rule book that's being you know, violated or whatever. Why is that happening? What, what, you know, this kind of thing. And so you realize that it's all about you. It's always been about you and your responses. Uh, and this kind of thing. Um, pause this. So, what does this matter? How do I actually use this in a practical kind of way? Um, the answer is always in our experience, right? Keep this in mind because... When your rule book is activated and your emotions start to become negative or annoyed or whatever it is, your mind is going to want to automatically start to complain about this thing in your head or out loud. 
or whatever it is. And so we want to learn how to do is notice that and then ask yourself, why? What is going on here? What is causing? What role is uh, being violated here? Why? Why is that a rule? You're thinking of this. Basically becoming aware of the inner workings of the rule book. And this kind of thing. Um, because well, what I'm eventually going to work up to as as far as episodes are concerned is helping not only helping you become more fluid, but helping myself become more fluid as well. And that's going to be something that's going to be started with this kind of process. Noticing the rule book, noticing how that's controlling you, noticing why that might be, things like this. So that we can get into the deeper aspects of the mind. Like, oh, this is why this is happening. This is what that's doing. And this is what, that's why these consequences happen. Um, you know, like in the last episode that I did, I talked about how truth is based on, the greater truths are based on the ever-changing moments and how they create different circumstances and different things like this. And so this is what you're getting into, at least the beginning levels of this. Um, within your own story and this kind of thing. And by kind of doing that, you're starting to get a sense of what, what, I'm, what this is referring to as we're getting into this topic. We're going to get into a lot of, I think this is going to be very complex because there's a lot to go into here. There's a lot of things to talk about and make sense of And, you know, you're, you're not really going to get it overnight. It's going to be something that's going to be trial and error for a little bit, perhaps. But eventually, over time, you know, over a couple of months or years or whatever, depending on how focused you are on this, you will start to get a, a, a sense of this and when it's happening. Would that actually even needing to become all that aware. Um, At first, when you're doing this practice, it's going to be very... It's going to be a bit slow because you're not really going to know what's going to come of what you find. But if you do this long enough, eventually you might start to develop a pattern that you start to see. And then you realize, like, oh, this is causing this. And so you can literally notice an emotion. And then, like, a second later, like a half second later, you notice where that's coming from with your rulebook. That's what we're into. That's what we're doing.
this is kind of the next level of evolution. We're going beyond emotion, going beyond the story, going beyond emotions. Um, and you can start to see the problems with the story, or why the story causes problems for you. What that looks like. Why this is a problem for you. Things like this. Um, it's not really that difficult, really. It's, it's mostly just about noticing the emotion, the negative emotion, looking or asking yourself or both the question like, what is the rule that is, that is behind this emotion? What is the rule that is causing this emotion to happen? How was this rule violated? This kind of thing. Very simple questions like this. Because we're going a little bit beyond the story. This is like the beginning levels, the beginning aspects of this here. So, hope you enjoy this episode as it goes. We're going to be doing a lot of longer episodes that are further apart like this one, I think, because there's a lot of detail here. Hold on a second. And so, because that's why a lot of the episodes I've been doing are a lot further apart, but they're a lot longer as well, and that's what's going on here, so... Anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you on the next one. So, another thing that I forgot to mention is I um, have managed to get a Discord server, and I'll be tra- dropping that link in the description and in the bio, probably. If you're interested, it's just a specific server. And we're going to be going into certain things. We're just hanging out there. and It's going to be probably... It's something I'm not real sure what I'm going to be doing with it, to be honest with you. But if you're interested, we can be talking... We can talk serious or we can just hang out there. It doesn't really matter. Um, It's just there for you if you're curious about certain insights that I've talked about before or if you just want to talk with me and or others that might be there things like this you know I might do a separate channel on where I put in my episodes and stuff like this um so, yeah, if you're interested, that will be in the either the description of this 
podcast or it will be in the bio. I'll probably do both actually. But yeah, let's go to this.